1: grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and gentlemen i have a cloud lifter coming to the house do you know what that means
2: Mm, i do not i mean you lift all the dark clouds in my life so thank you
1: oh oh, Uh, it means it's over for you hoes as they say uh it's uh like an additional 40 decibels of clean gain as they say and uh I'm going to sound so beautiful and crisp that you guys are going to struggle to compete when I mix this down. Yeah. So you might, you, you fellows might have to get them as well. Also,
0: mm. uh,
1: sorry for a little production on the air. Uh, we got to do a little video version of this soon because I have a full YouTube studio in my house that I want to test out.
3: Cool. You just have to send us the link so we can buy the stuff we need to buy. Remember?
1: Well, I wanted to test it out because I don't know if I right. uh, just uh, sent you guys down okay. the the garden path or if this okay. is lit. Sure,
3: help us out, says snitch bastard Judas. We'll see what you can do for us. Okay, mm. um, you know, let's 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 say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Run for Cover Records.
1: Hell, hell, fucking yeah.
3: Thank you to Convulse Records.
1: God damn it, yes.
3: Thank you to To Live a Lie.
1: Come on now, of course.
3: Thank you to Close Casket Activities.
1: Indubitably.
3: ClosedCasketActivities.com, let's go there. Let's buy some The Pit recording studio benefit t-shirts. Uh, you all know the story of The Pit. It is a uh, music studio recording of the hardest of the hard... Um, the heaviest of the heavy, the thuddest of the thud. And self defense. And, uh, he did self defense family stuff. Military gun. Oh, and military gun. Who, who I think should add horns just full time. That's just the path. That's everybody, yeah. There's, it's ska punk. So it's ska punk without horns that we need to hear. Um, the pit recording studio, uh, was unceremoniously booted given the eviction notice and, uh, we got to give big ups to our buddies at Close Casket Activities for stepping up, really putting on for the dude uh, who's been a big part of their discography. He's been a big part of hardcore for the past 15 years. So major shout-outs to Taylor Young. Major shout-outs to the Pit Recording Studio. Go get one of these benefit shirts. So uh, the one I like the most is, I think, the King 9 intro shirt. That was my favorite, too. (laughs) Yeah, it just says in very nice clean stark text on the front king nine intro
1: that's fantastic
3: fantastic uh if that ain't your speed maybe you want the rotting out dodgers ripoff
2: the down pressure shirt i always love that that artwork
3: love it album art very cool and they all have the same back hit which is the forged in the original pit uh recording studio in van nuys california uh, keys on Van Nuys? Nah, the pit in Van Nuys. So go to closedcastactivities.com, get that uh, salute to Dusty Cloudin and major shout out to Taylor Young. Guys, we're going to go to to live a lie. To live a click on that web store. Um, to live a lie brings us the best and fast and ugly and hard and a lot in between hardcore. I am kind of tempted the last couple days has really got me he had some pretty big distro updates and this is the thing i need to tell you will at Till live will get in some of the coolest distro stuff uh label out of europe rsr um deals in mostly the fast stuff he gets in their releases and guess what it's the only way to get them uh stateside without spending an arm and a leg for shipping, which I've done before to Germany, I believe. And uh, it's not fun. It's not fun when you spend more on shipping than for the product. No fun. And uh, the one I'm going to point out is the Negative Bias, self-titled LP, which is on RSR, but it is um, a band from North Carolina. Kind of fast core-ish, but like... Has some Japanese stuff in there, influence. Like, it's really good. Um, and it is not the record cover. Kind of has a like uh, very simple, uh, almost um, silly look to it, which I think fits the vibe. But then when you hear the music, it's it's very blasting. So uh, that's my personal pick is the Negative Bias 12 inch. Uh, but you should check out everything and keep an eye on that distro. Like, you go through, you're gonna find a lot of stuff. So shout out to Will. Shout out to to Live Alive the label. And shout out to Will, to Live Alive, the distro, to livealive.com backslash store. Get it. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? I
1: uh, feel great, actually. Thank you. Mm.
3: It's like almost midday for you. It is uh, late night over here. I am, uh, I've been up since a crisp 4.30 a.m. Uh, yeah, I spent most of the day in the car, had some, some, some family biz to attend to uh, in Connecticut this weekend. It was, uh, it was all good. No, no issues. Um, Very nice. My my only request was that we we didn't spend the entire day Sunday in the car, um, but that that's that's exactly what we did,
2: guys. Um, <laughs> my I ninety five for like ten hours. It's fun.
3: Yo, you know what's even better? I don't do I ninety five. This is Smart. a this was well. This was just because it doesn't go to that part of the state. No. It's, 84 to 87 and yo, why was there, why was there, but one, the redo redoing the Sloatsburg, uh, <laughs> uh, rest area completely.
1: You hit Sloatsburg.
3: I didn't hit Sloatsburg cause it's shut down okay. like both sides, the southbound side, which is the inferior version, the northbound side, which rips, um, totally shut down. They're redoing the interior. I'm very curious about it, but there was a complete stop there. Um, and uh, let me rage against the machine here. Um, electric cars, my my. Uh, what do you, what, what's the what did the term Patrick settled on? Baby mama is the way to go here. Baby mama, um, my babe uh, picked got a, an electric car, fully electric, kind of cool. Yo, guess what sucks? When you have an electric car and the electric car charging stations have like three out of six. Uh, Chargers that are broken. Yeah, it it sucks. It sucks having to hang out waiting.
1: Yeah, having hang out at Target for two hours while you wait for somebody at the (laughs) electric pump.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, so that was uh, that was a fun adventure today at the Garden State Plaza, which is in a county, I think Union County, maybe, where it's still blue laws. So it's this giant mall, and all of the stores are closed because they it's a no no retail on Sundays thing. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was some real it was some real dark stuff. So uh but but I was very excited to get the uh the invite today to do a late night recording. Tom, how are you today?
2: I'm doing all right. Not as good as Pat. Mm-hmm. I didn't get stuck in, you know, in traffic. Yeah.
3: So yeah, no somewhere in between.
2: traffic. Okay. Um no, yeah, I'm fine. Went to a couple shows we can talk about. For a show, think should talk about that. I tried you to know. get into another show, but it didn't work out because parking in Brooklyn sucks a d. So, yeah.
3: Mm. Mm. Yo, so here, before we get into the heavy of it, I was driving through a small town, uh, Millerton, New York, and I saw think. someone. It's it's a, it is. It's like one of those kind of like cutesy towns. Um, I saw a guy wearing a protester shirt. Uh, hardcore band from DC. Good band. People should check them out. But like. Definitely like on the uh, deep cut side of things. If we, it's, they're not wearing a mad ball shirt, let's put it like that, you know? Yeah. What's the What's the correct public protocol in 2023 as a uh, full-on adult? Should I uh, hollered out, out the car and like, yo, protester rips? Ah. <laughs> Should I done a like hardcore rules? Should I give them a honk and just like a high, like a thumbs up? Like what's the correct protocol? Cause I didn't do anything.
1: Well, that's I mean, in
2: a car. It's kind of
1: tough. Yeah. Cause Ooh. no matter what it's, it's like a confrontation, you know,
3: I mean? <laughs> like no matter yeah, what, like, like my options are to startle him full stop.
1: Right. If somebody yelled hardcore rules out of a car window, I, I, I'd, I'd be like, and what, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> what's happening <Right>. next. <laughs> so, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think if you say something specific, it's it can be mm. funny and affirming. So if you drove by at thirty yeah. miles per hour and yelled, uh, "Trash King Records rules!" Yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. I lo- like I like I love the demo. I thought I thought the seven inch wasn't as strong. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing is fun.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: all right. It's well, tough. I'll use that.
2: Yeah, right. Driving by, tough. Right. I mean, even in person, because I I think people try to do like the like hey, let's make a fucking connection here as a human. And people yeah. don't know how to do that anymore? Yep, No, that ain't, that ain't the There's movement. no more hardcore nod. You know, like you see somebody in the street like wearing a fucking AF shirt, you'd be like, what's up, buddy? You don't even have to even know. Oh, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, I
3: made like lifelong friends like that. I think I've mentioned this. I was at a small boardwalk in Manisquan, New Jersey, and uh, I was wearing a 10-yard fight shirt. My my buddy Matt was with me wearing a Descendant shirt, and this dude Tyler came up to me and was like, oh, you guys like hardcore? awesome and it was like we were friends immediately like that was it you know right but
2: you know what you bring this up is (laughs) give me fucking ptsd flashbacks to the time when (laughs) we drove out to the middle of nowhere pennsylvania for the one step closer uh record release Mm. and a woman came up to me and was like who are you, are you having fun so far like and i was like oh, yeah cool. I remember i had explained like yeah i'm here for hardcore like i'm not someone's yeah. uncle i mean <laughs> yeah, i am someone's yeah. uncle but like i'm here because i like i have a fucking straight edge sweatshirt on like i'm like yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that then i'm kind of like maybe i don't want to connect with the youth of today that i'm like yo i like fucking yo mad ball cool i love Madball too like because people are fucking weirdos and they go okay gramps let's get you home
3: Right. And now it's, it's, uh, there are questions. There are questions to be answered. Um, I liked, uh, by the way, I've gotten very positive feedback on our, the level of brain deadedness that Wilson was last week, which was exactly what I was going for.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: Somebody told me me there was a a point where I answered, when one of you gave an answer, I said, oh, yeah, that's okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Which I felt like I was really like slipping into character there, so that was that was a nice moment. Um, well, let's uh, let's hardcore about. I think we had a few different things to talk about. Uh, well, we got a lot of stuff. It's going to be a little loose, but we had some topics to hit. Patrick, hit us with the first topic of the day.
1: Uh, hardcore Twitter. I woke up late, saw people getting mm. either uh, hostile, defensive, or dismissive uh, because a band respectfully that I've never heard of. Uh, said, uh, issued the controversial statement that, uh, if you are uh, in a band and you are not, hold on, I might be able to find it. If you're, if you're in a band and you're not talking about X, Y, or Z, uh, then Mm -hmm. you're not a punk band. You are a brand with a soundtrack. Uh, this will make a better for a better story if I can find it. Uh, but it, it is, uh, I saw people, you know, look, nobody was super aggressive. I hate when people get defensive. Right. Because it's like you embarrass yourself a little bit, uh, getting defensive over a stranger's opinion. It's if I added up all the stranger's opinions about me in this world and took them to heart, it would not, wouldn't go great for me. So you just got to dismiss this stuff. But, uh, here's the exact language. If your band, if you're okay, well, if you, (laughs) if your band um, doesn't talk about the, the vast atrocities being committed against trans people, POC women, working class people or the planet period. Okay. Um, uh, this person's struggling with your and your, and But either they they, could have made either work if they had done whatever you are not a, you're not a punk band. You're a brand with the soundtrack. Okay. So that's uh, ultra deluxe. I, I don't know. Ultra deluxe might be the coolest dudes on the planet. Might be the best music on the planet. Not familiar. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, that that's one opinion. <laughs> you know I mean? Like that's, that's fine. Like it's, it's, it's all good. Like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know about you fellas, but ultra deluxe has never cut me a check, uh, nor have they visited me in jail. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so so, so I, I don't know. I think
2: no no there is a point to that though i think like maybe you're not a punk man if you don't have a message
1: all right well let's talk about it i i uh i'll give, i'll air my shit out right now uh this isn't me trying to be superior to anything it's just stating that i've done a thing for a long time and i am completely above these judgments uh i don't give a shit uh about being punk in any uh way it's like you know the way that a lot of adults feel about straight edge. They're straight edge by virtue of the fact that that uh, they were straight edge as kids, and they mm, they mm. still they don't have any interest in in drinking or drugging. But uh, it's almost like that. Just it, that's fine. That fits me fine. It, it, I'm not invested in the. In, yeah,
3: Let's <clears throat> pin in this because this is another topic that I want to get to.
1: Sure, yeah. I'm not invested in the title. Uh, this is just a lifestyle for me. Okay, uh, that's largely how I feel about punk, which is to say, if somebody said I'm not punk, I'd be very at peace with that. And if somebody said you're too punk, I'd say I'd be very at peace with that. It it, is of no consequence to me. I I live exactly how I want. And and, uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do so. Uh, So uh, my only ambition in punk is to express myself. That's my only ambition in music. Uh, That doesn't mean that politics won't come up. I live on a planet, but uh, I have zero, obligation to talk about politics. I, you know, uh, I have an admiration for the artists who say things like I'm an artist and I'm offended that you would bring politics into what I do. Uh, I, 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 that resonates with me. Uh, but obviously I love a lot of political bands. Um, mm. so, so I do not agree with Tom's assessment, but once again, I'm not the best convers- I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not the best conversationalist for this because ultimately I would go, all right all right Again, you know i don't have to be punk you know <laughs> so, so uh i can't fight it as as you know i can't ge- i can't provide the strong rebuttal that i would like because i'm i'm just uh you know i'm too i'm too zen on this subject
2: I, well, i'm saying like if you consider yourself a punk and you don't have something to say then maybe you're not punk. like i'm not saying like you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if
0: well, well no,
2: like, I, I think it's good.
1: Well, well here's the thing I, uh, Tom, I, I, I think that, uh, intuitively that feels true, but then we've also known people who their existence is very punk. And I'm not talking about like, sure, um, I, I'm not talking about kind of like, uh,
2: uh like Liberty Spikes at your coffee yeah, job.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm talking about like people who, uh, okay, <laughs> so, shirt song. so we yeah. know, we, we know different types of people, we know, uh, people who uh, fit the fit like kind of a um, what what do you call it when something is retrofit with qualities uh, that it didn't necessarily originally have i I, I forget what it is but but uh, oh. it's it's not a it's not a bacchiotomy but 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 the point is the uh, okay, so there's the political in the way that we understand things and we could say somebody's life is political. you could argue uh, that a trans person's life in twenty twenty three is politicized uh with or without their consent right like or you, the,
3: yes you, you can or make, a vegan diet could be a political item by nature of its existence
1: sure and and, and you can make these arguments uh certainly you could say uh that uh, at least uh, you know you could say broadly or in certain communities being a black man is a political is a political statement regardless of the consent right. of, of the person it, there's there's a lot that we could go in all those directions and those things are real enough for me we could talk about them but I think that there's also people that we know who are punk by virtue of the fact that under no circumstance could they possibly fit in, in regular society. It's just an, they're incompatible. You know, that uh, expression uh, incompatible with life where they're describing injuries uh, that uh, like it's an ambulance term, I think Uh, uh, injuries incompatible with life. Uh, There's people whose life is incompatible with society. And, mm. a, a, and, uh, so to those people who are not explicitly political in that they might not have, have any views whatsoever, <laughs> they might be a, they might see themselves as apolitical, but th- they,
2: their yeah, mere existence is
1: yeah, honky. exactly. So, uh, so Tom, that's, that's where I, I, would probably, it's just another item to put a pin in and say, I, I somewhat disagree with the idea that you, you would have to say something. You know what I mean? or To to have a a stance, so to speak.
3: Yeah. I I think that I learned about the idea of being punk through a hardcore kid lens. And, and that maybe informed my idea that not everything has to be political in the way that we think of political on a like true baseline understanding that I think a lot of people want to make it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Like, like, to me, in my head, being punk is a Gorilla Biscuits line. Like, I don't fit in with my peers, and I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's that's punk to me. Like, it's knowing, like, hey, I I don't fit in with the majority of these people, and that's okay. Um, uh, and and people define it themselves. You know, like uh, a very <laughs> punk dude once told me, he's like, well, I know what punk means to me. But I, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, it's just this, I know what it means to me. I know what it is for me. But that doesn't mean it's going to be what it is for you. Nor should it be.
1: Uh, yeah, and I also think we have a very bad habit of aspiring, or, or, or of, of ascribing, uh, like positive value to otherness. And I don't mean to say that. That's we should, right. I don't mean to say that we should do the opposite. That's the uh, w- what I'm saying is simply because Correct. simply because something is. Um, simply because we are sympathetic to something doesn't mean that everything that falls under that umbrella, it, it, it needs our sympathy. Like an example I would use is, um, uh, the fellow from uh, kickback singer from kickback. Uh, you know, look, I don't, I don't know this guy. And if I'm ever in Thailand again, maybe I'll say, Hey, let's go out and uh, have a mineral water. Uh, but the, the but the, the thing is, uh, a, a vast number of people say, "Hey, I don't." Not vast number. A, a, n- a number of people say, uh, "This dude sucks. Uh, his message is toxic. Uh, I don't like the way he conducted himself when he was in, you know, Paris Hardcore scene or whatever, whatever it is." Uh, and therefore, they they would prefer to not not count his punkness because he's he, he's he's outside the cool, the good dude rubric. Right. But yo, that dude, that dude is as punk as it fucking gets. (laughs) And my point is that we can't, we have to be outside of, of good, bad value assessment. When it comes to just things that are, 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 defined, uh, with like their definition exists outside of those, those maybe silly umbrellas. So, uh, I think that we have a bad habit of doing this of like, we like punk. So everything punk, everything that is good and outsider is punk and everything that is bad and outsider is sketchy or whatever. And it's like, well, uh, you know,
2: I mean, punk makes you feel uncomfortable. A true punk. I think that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Whether or not it's like
1: good, good, bad or different. Yeah. Right. If it
2: affects the way you think about things, that's cool. And it upends like your thought processes. That's great. If it's, you know, if it's fucking Gigi Allen and then he's fucking flinging poop, punk. I'm not down with it. But like, that's punk as fuck. I mean, whatever, man.
3: Yeah. Sometimes you need to consider something else. You know. Uh,
1: well, real quick, have you? <laughs> um, real quick, has uh Eric been sending either of you the um uh uh, uh the AI images that he's that he's been making today on the plane? No,
2: no. He's just. He, been, I mean, he's been. Uh, he was. Uh, he was on a Twitter run about the sphere in Vegas that I kept saying.
1: Uh, <laughs> I did not
3: see that. And
2: Probably, he would just I'm be gone. like, I'm going to no, go see you
3: too there next month. Fuck it.
2: Whatever. Like, you know, lemon party at the sphere. <laughs> fucking go. <goatee laughs> I'm like, it was just like over and over. Like it was the same fucking joke for like an hour. Well,
1: um, well it, he, he's typing in celebrities fronting hardcore bands, uh, f- for, f- for this, uh, prompt in, uh, uh, whatever one of these generators is. And just, I'm sending you guys the image right now. Uh, Please do one it. of the images, <laughs> here's what makes it funny to me. Forget like, you know, AI is just a tacky, stupid tool that like, uh, like, but look at these, look at what it believes hardcore to be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> uh. Firstly, the, the, Did he put Jimmy Fallon in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I thought that was just band.
3: Pat Flynn. God damn it. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, but <laughs> but here's, here's my question. Why is everybody wearing a shirt that says hardcore? <laughs> <laughs> so for people that don't know what we're looking at right here, uh, our friend Eric has been typing things like Jimmy Fallon singing in a hardcore band into an AI uh, image generating prompt. And uh, the images he's getting back the strike is over man they they, they are looking nom- <laughs> yeah they are looking nominally like okay these are recognizably hardcore shows i mean i don't know what's going on with the fellow with the like jim jim rose circus uh, ta- face tattoos but uh and i don't also don't know why in the one a- bit, uh, photo top right there mm-hmm. how many people are in that band i don't really understand what's going on I, well i guess that makes sense no, there's a definite additional...
2: There's three guitar players, but <laughs> yeah. a, yeah, yeah. the Jim Rose guy looks like Pete Kohler.
1: Oh, he kind of does. But uh, but every everybody, here's what makes the thing funny to me is the prompt is... It's a simple prompt. Jimmy Fallon singing in a hardcore band. Uh, and everybody in all three images is wearing a shirt that says... <laughs> that's, that just says off, the word just hard, hardcore. hardcore. <laughs> So, like, this is what, like, like what does the machine's brain, what does the Skynet's brain think is that, is that everybody that attends a hardcore show is in such celebration of the genre that they're just wearing shirts that, on an empty field, are just, just hardcore. hardcore. It's very funny to me. Anyway.
2: Um, wearing a shirt that just says, like, football.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, although my shirt that, that just a said, good
2: prank, God damn it!
1: My shirt that just says Vietnam uh, it was a hit with people,
2: um, right? Because it's like, are you celebrating?
1: Well, yeah, that's what makes it fun. It's like I'm just a, you know, I'm just <laughs> just a shirt sure with the word Vietnam on it. Uh, connotations in the West. Um,
2: okay, See, whatever. Who just sent that one? Was that Bob? Yeah, no, that was me. Oh, it was Patrick. See, that's bad punk.
1: Yeah, that's it. well, so everybody, we're not going to talk about it, but uh, th- th- this is, this is not the front man that you want in the image I just saw. <laughs> this felt, look at his malicious, terrible face.
3: I mean, I think the worst part of it is the raping.
1: Yeah, yeah. For everybody that doesn't know, it's it. There's a there's a Bill Cosby uh, reference going on here. That uh, well,
3: I mean, everybody knows he sang in an hardcore band for a little while <laughs> in it's Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, those were his Temple days. So. <laughs> Everybody, uh, go enjoy the. Uh, I mean, Eric only put people like despicable people as hardcore frontmen, right? Like Jimmy Fallon or, or uh,
3: Jimmy
2: Fallon,
1: right? Or, Jimmy or, Fallon uh, and
2: Bill Cosby, who <laughs> at the same, same, thing. yeah, same thing.
1: <laughs> well, he only put despicable people. Anyway, the point is, um, well, how do we feel about a person on Twitter, banned on Twitter, rather saying uh, you're not punk, you're not punking less?
3: It feels very, it feels very pick me to be honest. It feels like some attention. Uh, Attention-seeking behavior. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We need, you know, Not somebody, wrong. Should, Not wrong. Uh, somebody should uh, call a, a licensed professional or uh, parental unit to see to just do a check in and be like, "Are you okay?"
2: So, What's but wrong? here's the I, thing. I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, I get there's a point to it, and, and I I can see where that person's coming from, where that band's coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, that person in in representing the whole band, but. The more we talk about this sort of stuff, the more I think about it. I'm like, you know, it's not always, like, easy to write those sorts of songs.
1: No. I, I, like, and oh, do it well. Oh, no, it's all right. Like, look. So, oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying.
2: Like, you can use your sp- like your fucking, you know, your time on the stage. Like, you may be able to more eloquently talk about it in between songs and then go into a song about fucking drinking with your friends rather than try to like write lyrics that are like both intelligent and like memorable about like, you know, fucking the Vietnam war or something.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, look, the the whole thing is, I mean, okay. We're adults. uh, And uh, yeah, well, (laughs) I, I guess what I'm saying is I struggle mightily with, Poorly done political music. I, 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 I can, at my best, I can say that's a cool spirit. That's nice. But that's condescending as shit. <laughs> you know I mean? Like uh, when we're talking about actually enjoying a thing, uh, finding value in a thing, getting something out of it. Um, very, very hard to do when something is in, like I've, I've talked about on this podcast a number of times when it is, not actually political, it's just sloganeering. That's tough, man. And and I just, I get it. That's what punk is to a very large degree. But if there's anything that alienates me from new punk music, it would be, uh, hey, here's a, a very pat and simple solution to a complex problem, uh, and I'm not going to explore it any more thoroughly than a chorus. And it's like, <clears throat> well... <laughs> There was a time in my life uh, that may have excited me, and that time in my life has passed because um, the more you understand a thing, uh, the, the the more you need it fleshed out for uh, in, in to to engage. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't, like I can't talk. We have very Wilson level conversations on this podcast sometimes, but that's mm. that's mostly for the benefit of starting conversations among our listeners. It's we've had these, we've had some of these conversations a hundred times. Like when we get questions and I'm not talking about on the air, I'm talking about in our lives. <laughs> so yeah, there, yeah, yeah, There's times that we get questions that we answer that, you know, we answered for ourselves 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So that's right. The, so, but so look, if you are 19 and the most important thing in the world to you is a political message found in music. I don't just support you. I, I I'll do a distro to get you that music. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, but it, it's tough. I would, I would need to be challenged by something real for myself at this point. And I, and, and hey, look, if people can make suggestions, that's awesome, but I don't encounter a lot of it. Yeah. I,
3: that's fair uh no i <laughs> it is it's uh it's a conversation that's so it's well trod ground, and uh, you know I'm not going to do the well trod ground here that I want to, which is you know right now maybe maybe we're lacking the bands who are doing the political thing, or maybe we're lacking the bands calling people out for not doing anything, but quite often those two things aren't the same thing, right mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? And I, I hate it when the person who's saying, hey, people aren't being political, and then it's like, yeah, neither are you, you dumb fuck. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. We we talk about it, music message, blah, blah, blah. Is this just angst music? Is it just angry music? Is it just young people getting out their emotions? I see a lot of people who are – Case in point, I'll use, I'll, I'll go direct. Uh, you are familiar with the best show, right? Anybody, anybody, anybody. I don't uh, know. The best show. It's a long-running podcast content thing. Uh, I think uh, it's on one of the. It's a New Jersey thing, but it's like a national thing. Uh, this guy, AP Mike big fan of music since the 70s 80s he was he was around he was probably in his like you know young 20s through most of the 80s has a really cynical view of hardcore of at at large like and has held it from then and he's the dude who's like around who's like yeah that shit's whack that's lame the music can be okay but it's mostly just dummy like dudes being dumb and i I go to the show i don't see any girls you know i don't see any women you know i see this and i think the music's just okay so if you're not connecting to it you can be super super skeptical of it and point out some of the obvious like eh, you know okay if somebody's looking at from from a certain point of view they can catch all that stuff and that's how i feel like some people will look at it you know and, and say You know, is Earth Crisis a political band? Right? Like, um, it feels easy to say no. I I think I'd probably argue yes. At this, yeah, right. You know, right. It is. There's a lot of bands who clearly aren't, but what they're saying isn't. You know, like, look, is Ten Yard Fight a political band? No, they are not. Full stop. However, in their relatively fastball pitch uh, straight edge lyrical content there's certain commentary on like oh the war on drugs etc cetera, etc cetera. you know like do I think the person was trying to have a deeply rooted conversation about politics I don't I don't think that wrench was trying to have a super political conversation in those tenure lyrics. but he did take a second to note this thing and he's like oh Oh, you know, like they're not going to ban a product and they're not going to do this. And they're like, it was interesting, even at a young age, hearing that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that's not the way, you know, I I don't see straight edges being that to me personally, but I thought it was an interesting conversation to have about the mass marketing of. Of like uh, the war on drugs in the '80s, and then bleeding into the '90s, and all these programs that were anti-drug, anti-alcohol that are like, well, yeah, but they're not gonna like like they're not gonna cut these things that are major sources of funds for political engines, you know? So you can you can be fully critical and understand that politics appear in places that they aren't, even if something wouldn't be identified as political.
1: Yes, but, uh, okay. I'm doing an unfair thing right now. Um, you know, when somebody comes to the attention of the larger world, I don't, I wasn't familiar with ultra deluxe prior to this conversation. And the, the thing that people intuitively do, and it's not necessarily fair is to pick through that person's work and with a very critical eye. Right. Sure. And I'm doing that right now. And, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, it's interesting. The lyrics, I, I don't know exactly what they're talking about in terms of being political because um, this music is as political as my music. <laughs> like so, so far as I could tell, you know what I mean? Uh, but maybe they're just living what I would want them to do and not sloganeer. Right. So, so right. that's, so that's cool. Maybe, but by that virtue, but if we're, if we're putting things under that lens, then okay, every I guess everything is political. All right, it's a boring conversation. Um, boring. Yes. But 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 here's here's an interesting thing. Uh, they describe themselves as socialist cyber scrams. Now, Tom, uh, don't vomit. I don't know how sincere th- they're being with you know. Right? Like I like I I wanted to brace you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that makes me. <laughs> I wanted to brace socialist you. cyber scrum. right? Right, but who? But who knows? That might be. You know, I would describe uh, self defense as uh, you know imperialist witch house. It, they don't mean these words don't mean anything, right? So, uh, but here's here's what I uh, know. It looks like it might be socialist cyber scrum. Okay, but it, here's what I find interesting. You this political thing is a joke because socialist like my politics lean anarchist. And when I see the word socialist, I go, Oh, that's, that's like adorable, bro. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to vote for Bernie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just this, like, like it's just funny because in the same way that you enter the prison population and you, and you think you're big and then, then there's like, there's a properly big person and you're not ready. Uh, the same way that you go to a show and you're the tough guy of, uh, uh, I don't know. Eighth grade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the tough guy of eighth, eighth grade. And then you hit, you hit the yard. It's ninth grade. don't <laughs> oh, know. There's
2: always it, somebody tougher than you. That's my dad always said.
1: Right. And it's a true fact. And politics are the same thing because um, like the idea that socialism is even like by my standard, that's not even a political position. You know what I mean? That's like, that's very like entry level, like not engaging sort of like real talk about, changing people's lives it's just it's like bumper sticker level but it's a
3: placeholder to say i don't really i don't really know what i want
1: oh uh, no i mean listen there's plenty of people that live their whole lives as socialists and, and god bless them but it's just not like a it's not a challenging position is what i'm saying when i when
3: i see it when i see it plastered around that's that's how i feel about it it's a more nuanced conversation but i think i think i feel the way that a lot of people do when they see it is that like hey i actually think there's some interesting points to it, like, like many political stances. But I, I think that quite often it's a placeholder where it's like, oh, uh, uh, and they're sussing through it. So I don't know. Well, I, longer, longer conversation for Patreon. I think
1: sure. It'll be very boring, but, 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 but here's the thing the, the the, uh, uh, look, you know, I'm scrolling through the, here's the thing to do. And this is not to shit on ultra deluxe. So again, I do not know their music, but just when you feel somebody, like, kind of make a, an assessment of of your credentials of, or whatever. I don't know. Just examine. I say this all the time. Uh, Self defense got a bad review. I went and looked. The guy's album of the year was Gnarls Barkley. What can I do for that? You know what I mean. And <laughs> and, and and this this is kind of the way that it is. is Did oh. it make
2: you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I had, yeah, you okay. it, it
1: took a full Great second work. in my head because I was like. Oh, right. That's a song that exists. I've been in a Target. So, so, uh, <laughs>
2: right. So, you, what do you stand? You don't stand a chance against stuff that plays a Target at 2 a.m. when you're trying to you <laughs> fucking steal vegan cold cuts.
1: Yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to get your dad some Hawaiian rolls and, uh, <laughs> you know, that uh, <laughs> yeah, make me cry. Yeah. You really mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, look, um, canceled it's, uh, everybody, uh, you, you are your own judge in this life, uh, unless you're in a courtroom, in which case, uh, best of luck to you.
0: This
3: so off. all right uh next topic a really quick hit here uh, i think of it because i don't know what was uh, in my uh serial that day but it cited to uh I, I, the the uh <sighs> song uh in your face by Slapshot got in my head um which the chorus goes straight edge in your face straight edge in your face. Of course. Um, it's classic, classic track, uh, deeply political for all those punks out there. Um, mm-hmm. But it was <sighs> something hit me as a 40 something year old man, which I can't remember. 40 am I 41. I think I'm 41. Um, that. That it, it's a very confrontational version of straight edge, uh, especially lyrically. And I was like, oh, yeah, this really hit me as a kid. Like, I really got on with it. Like, this was this was a track for me. And I loved it. I love Slapjot. I still love Slapjot, and I still love that song. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay. And I am the first to go, hey, man, it's cool. You know, like, yeah, do whatever you're going to do. I don't care, you know. Like, straight edge is fine. It's just my thing, you know. Um, yo, when I was... 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, the version of straight edge I wanted lyrically was, was confrontational and aggressive and not kind of like mellow yellow, <laughs> which I, I purport to be in my senior citizenship here. Um, and I wonder if that's missing from certain spaces, uh, whether it's about straight edge specifically or hardcore in general, maybe that kind of is a different context. Um, like is, is that level of like abrasive, like uh, abrasive confrontational outside of the boundaries, uh, missing or is it in a different way and I'm not seeing it?
1: I don't say anything remotely like that, but, uh, well, I mean, I fell down a hole of, uh, kind of like Uber vegan stuff. I'm, I'm always, uh, when we talk about politics, uh, that's one that I would love for somebody to, uh, explore more than kind of like the stuff that kicked off that conversation. Right. Like, so I, you know, we've talked about this a million times. I love earth crisis and I even love some of the, like, D tier efforts at, at band, from bands to do what they did. But, uh, the vegan conversation is not over is in my view. Right. And that's obviously just cause I feel strongly about that matter, but, but, uh, there's, there's things to explore their conversations to have. So I, 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 I always have hope for that type of material. And, uh, so I went on a vegan straight edge, uh, kind of, you know, metal influence music, of course, uh, Jag a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And, uh, I didn't find too much extremist position. Like to me, it was all, um, pretty, pretty softball stuff. Uh, so, I, uh, and you would expect if it was going to be aggressive anywhere, it would be aggressive. It would be aggressive in that space. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, so, no. well, so something that sounds like, for example, like Slapshot, having a I mean C4 has some very funny songs. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Right. But, but I, I don't know, you know, I I wouldn't exactly say it's the same thing. Right. So uh yeah I I I honestly I, I don't see that type of energy around very much.
3: Tom, is it around we're
2: missing it. I think no I don't think it's around. I don't I I don't think anyone's that angry. Well, and that angry about like very specific things. Very particular and, things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be. Also, when Pat was talking about it, have you ever, I don't know if I've ever heard of like, say, like a vegan straight edge, like down the middle hardcore band.
3: Well, especially lyrically, like a vegan straight edge band, I would assume, isn't being like, I won't butcher a life for the sake of mine. But hey, if you do, that's cool. Do you too. <laughs> oh, No, no, you no I'm saying like he's, he's
1: talking like meat and potatoes, hardcore, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, it's oh, not a fucking okay. ten yard
2: fight band that sings about straight, edge, like vegan straight edge. I don't think I, I like, a, yes, correct. It's, it's gone. Very metal. It's gone. Like, I mean, earth crisis is like judge compared to how, yes, far metal it's gone.
1: I, well, I'd listen for all the haters of, of earth crisis of which there are fewer seemingly every day. Uh, but I mean, uh, Firestorm, it, it it sounds like Judge in 2023. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like At it the is. time,
2: it's kind of like Slayer, but now it's like, yeah, this is Strife and Judge. It makes yes. totally sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. I, I do not see an, an awful lot of, uh, uh, I mean, maybe any um, it's, it's sort of meat and potatoes, uh, uh, fastball, hardcore um, that is vegan. Uh, it's rare.
3: Huh, huh, huh. Sure. Um okay next one next one Uh really quick so we, we I think we talked about this on the Patreon episode so we will just kind of uh TLDR this we talked a bit about um, the ideas of the merch cut thing and who's the blame and how we can do this and you know like did we ever foresee um, merch cuts being done away with like venues actually taking that seriously uh two days after we recorded that maybe not even two days maybe a day nice later day. yeah uh live nation drops this whole thing about what it, it's on the road again is that the program yeah i had been in touch with
2: willie nelson and i didn't want to mm. blow up our spot <laughs> i we appreciate recording. that
3: yeah yeah i get
2: it but willie had given me like you know a little informational about you know yeah like the, um, the like little secret handshake. i mean i think it came out literally the same day we were talking about it and we looked very prescient like that we like kind of had no one knew obviously it was like the best kept secret. Mm. But
3: here's what I would say. Any of y'all who were like, "Man, good job Live Nation. Uh go fucking support a multinational somewhere else too. Go go dig on it. Like I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I know plenty of great people who work for Live Nation and Live Nation has put on a lot of good hardcore shows and has a lot of good hardcore folks working there. But the amount of glad-handing and reach-arounds I saw live Nation being given by fucking the hardcore community was a little rough to me. Uh, so I'm going to go a little rough here, which I just did. Um, yo, it's not real. And as it came out days later in the, like, uh, the uh, front-page news that four days later gets the page seven retraction or uh, additional notes where it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? It's only at uh, participating venues, and uh, also... Which was on the
2: announcement, to be fair. Correct.
3: Totally was. Totally was. And it's only for a limited time. So we will see. Now, granted, I hope, I hope, I pray that uh, some bands that are within the sound of our voice are able to take advantage of whatever this fucking program goes. I'm all for people taking money.
2: Full stop. The merch cuts (laughs) are going away. Those are not going away. No, but I'm saying like they're not going to like be like psych as of January 1st. We're taking merch. I don't think they'll ever do that. The other thing is crazy, which I don't know the even for per, like, per band per show. I uh, I I think I'm, that's, I'm a,
3: yeah. That's 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 not happening forever. I mean, Anyone they can't
2: do that forever. Fan. I mean, I know they're worth billions, but like there's a lot of shows. There are and every a lot we can play those get, shows, huh? Yeah, a lot of bands who play those shows. What five all
3: five bands who are on the fucking drug church touring circus show are gonna uh get fifteen hundred bucks plus at the door? Right. Mm-hmm. So they get
2: their the fifteen hundred bucks plus their guarantee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's not call, that'll call probably them. be like adjusted or done away with. I don't know if they I don't know if there's any take backs that like so psych about the Merch cuts, yeah. I think they that's too far of a step to like,
3: uh let's 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 okay. uh let's yeah, let's Understand. let's revisit this. Let's yeah, this is October 1st. Uh, let's revisit this October 1st, 2024. I think these people really love the PR push of it, and it's one of oh, these concept things, them. you know. Yeah. And when they go, ooh, how much do we take a hit on that? Because you got to remember this, folks. All right, look, 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 a lot of bands in the punk hardcore adjacent world are real up in arms about this thing. If you flip to the other side, there are 10 times the amount of touring acts of different musics who just swallow hard and accept that that is a part of their business. And that if they did 30K in merch, they're paying out whatever thousands of dollars to the venue is the merch cut because that's just the way it is that's the way they do business
2: right they factor into their prices and their yeah. yes
3: so we talk Parker about all the like, like yeah, the like yeah like the the end around like oh just lie about your numbers bring merch in after you do the initial count in blah 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 all this shit 90% of people don't operate that way they just go yes we sold 1800 dollars in merch here's your 180 dollars you know like uh they they do it on the up and up so just understand if six months later this was just a nice piece of pub for six months and got some people to quiet down about this or quelched some of the complaints they'll go back to business as usual um if you want change keep your foot on the fucking gas pedal i am dubious patrick what say you I don't
1: know. I mean, you can uh,
3: comment. You are you're you're hoping to cash in those $1500 checks. No, well,
1: no, no. Listen. Uh, everybody uh uh I said on the podcast that somebody who was really plugged in had said that they were going away and that was months and months ago. And I I said no. And I still say no although so, okay. So here's the deal, right? Like famously Apple's struggled uh, with their iTunes platform because once you set the price of something, uh, people just associate that and it's difficult to raise it, uh, uh, incrementally when, when there's like some type of, it's just difficult to break precedent in a lot of ways. Right. And the only way that you can is if you're like a, uh, a monopoly that has leverage on literally every person that you engage with. And, that is uh, live nation so if if they any other company I would say it's it's difficult to uh, say hey we're not doing merch cuts anymore and then reintroduce merch cuts that's that's actually hard because you, you're providing people a thing that they really like and then taking it away people don't respond well to that but I think the interesting thing about live nation is uh, increasingly a monopoly not in not in earnest yet but uh, certainly can feel like it. They really can just jerk you around. (laughs) They really could just back walk back anything they say. (laughs) They could say, "Hey, everybody, we're given if you're the first band to the venue that today we'll give you a million dollars, and that's just our new policy." And then they then uh, two weeks later they could say, "Bad news, we're actually taking a million dollars from you and your uh, future generations of your family," and and there's (laughs) there's basically nothing you could do because because they have all the leverage. in virtually every scenario, because you know, look, there's no solidarity, uh, among bands. Uh, so you, you may think that there is in, in maybe punk because, uh, you and the homies won't play, uh, Jim's Nazi skinhead bar or whatever. And you've all, you've all gotten together and said, we're not doing that. And that feels like solidarity. And, and on the small level it is, but when we're talking about like, look, Pearl jam went up against Ticketmaster, right? And mm-hmm. Pearl Jam was one of the biggest bands in North America at that time. Uh, Ticketmaster, to a large degree, said, uh, "Well, Pearl Jam, there's going to be another Pearl Jam." <laughs> you know what I mean? And correct, not and, wrong, and and right, and it's that's the way that you know. I mean, look, I, I've I've said it before. Uh, one of my best friends in the world, booking agent. Two of my best friends in the world, booking agents, and and uh, it's the bleakest existence I've ever. Like if you're in a room with with some of the old head guys, as I have been, who see music as pure commodity and and really do not like it, it, they might as well be trading pork bellies. It is yes, it is really really fucking dark. And, and, and if you. It can be fun, you know, like when it's a band you don't like and it's like, oh, they're cashed. Here's their real numbers. And you're like, oh my God, I'm in heaven because I want these people to fail. You know, if that's the only, that's the only time it feels good. If, when you relate it to your own music and how much, how much of yourself you put into something and then to, to have like, you know, uh, uh I will, I'll use not my friends. To, to, to sit around with like some of their mentors in that business. Like we're talking properly old guys who have booked some of the biggest Those bands way. on the planet and th- they talk about music in this deeply offensive way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's discouraging. It's just fucking, it, it's uh, makes you not want to engage. And that's why again, like for, for the people that in our listenership that, that uh, want everybody to be playing basements all the time that's why I always just continue to validate you and go, yeah, I see it (laughs) because the the other, the other stuff can be really just, you know, it's, it's uh, disheartening. So uh, yeah, this is all to say I do not see this lasting forever. I, I wish merch cuts would go away. Um, I like, uh, you you know, and I, I, and it's not an essential part of the business. It's, it's, it's supplemental income for the, for, for, uh, these venues. So, um, it could go away. Uh, yeah. So here's my question. Just this don't think it will.
3: for you, Patrick. And then I got a question for both of you. Touring musician, you have a ballpark of about how much you get paid every night, whatever, whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, by the way, Europe, it got to come stronger.
3: Okay, good. Put that in the, in the, the, the soil. Um, Merch cuts go away, but you take a twenty-five percent chop off your guarantees, off the amount that you expect to get paid every night. No merch cut, but twenty-five percent off that guarantee. Now you can say it's not worth it. You could say I wouldn't do it. Um, wh- what do you think? Risky trade-off, worthwhile?
1: Well, potential. <clears throat> you know. Well, if you're talking about merch c- cut, a thing that everybody lies about or tries not to pay. Correct. Um, then no, you don't
3: even have to play the game. You know what I mean? It's right, just like, right, Hey, right. So, versus a free for all.
1: So, but if I'm being honest and I'm playing a large room on a good tour, yep. Um, Might be tough. Yeah. 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 Might be tough.
3: My, t- I mean, we, we don't need to get in numbers, but it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's an interesting one. Now the question for both of you, you made me think of this, in both these conversations as we were talking about the, the, Political punks and whatever you were talking about, steampunk synth or whatever. Yeah. Um, Tom. Yes. What percentage of musicians would you say in active music, you know, of all types, do like punk and hardcore bands attribute? Like active, what they're doing right now is a punk or hardcore or adjacent act. 1%? 2% 10%
2: like over of overall like
3: overall music music, music genre etc
2: um i would say probably 5% just because like yeah, like that. Like no effects shit is. Yeah, that's we. We'll count that. The you know, adjacent. You know what I mean? Like,
3: like if the, somebody want to make an argument the Gaslight Anthem is somehow, I'm like, all right. I fine, mean, they're probably we'll more know. of a
2: punk band than fucking Coldplay. You
3: know what I mean? So like, that's true. They are. You're right. You're right. So okay, let's say five percent of the remaining ninety five percent. How many of those you know musicians look at music? As commodity, more so than art, and how many look at it as art more so than commodity? Break it down, percentage. If you just gave a percentage, oh, Patrick, you want to answer first?
1: Ask ask me the question again. There was a fly on my non. Yeah, no, you got distracted. I get (laughs) it. Of the people that the
2: ninety-five percent that are left over that are playing non-hardcore music, yes. What's the percentage of people that you think? look at the music just as a commodity to make money from or, and what's the percentage of people do you think are like, that's art?
3: Yeah. The, so it's uh the, the sides are commodity more so than art or art more so than commodity. Give uh, me a percentage.
1: Well, I would say probably 60, 40, but I also think that you, you have to factor in delusion. Like th- there's people who, it as
2: commodity that it don't make any goddamn money. Yeah.
1: Understand? Well that, that's the first delusion. Very good. And then there's the second delusion where it's, it's a commodity, commodity, commodity until somebody uh, insinuates that you don't consider it art. And then you're suddenly the world's most, most strident and vocal artist in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like th- there's people that get defensive about this whole thing. And suddenly it, 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 they take, um, they self aggrandize uh, around art in a way that's pretty embarrassing from the outside. But um, yeah, look, I, uh, sixty forty. I mean, I'm, I run into a lot of people like there's this dude that I met. He, there's almost no chance that he listens to this podcast, but he, he, uh hey no, but he was, a, he's, please a, start
3: a drug search song. There's this dude that I met, like maybe spoken word part
1: this dude is, this dude, dude. I met this dude on a, on a hundred percent of hardcore tour, but he is, he is adjacent to adjacent. And Mm. that fella in the same breath that he would talk about why his major label deal collapsed because of the money grubbing scum uh, would also talk about how he couldn't play local shows uh, because his name is too big And they're not putting up the type of money that he, he needs. You know what I mean? So, so what I'm saying is this whole like commodity versus art thing, people just fall on whatever side of it they want for the per, for their purposes in that moment. Do do you know what I mean? So it's very hard to get a a Mm -hmm. gauge on people's true feelings.
2: And There's a lot of bar bands out
1: there. And there's a lot of bar bands.
2: And then I mean I bet you the bar bands outnumber the original bands fucking two to one. So
1: so funny. I don't
2: think they're I don't think they're doing like you know third eye blind and think they're being artistic.
1: I I, I uh at, at the park the other day dogs are running around. I'm sitting beside a woman who.
2: I would smoke, oh.
1: And uh, how I would I would guess you know when you can't tell somebody's age because um like they're seventy year like my dad's eighty one he looks pretty damn good but then there's mm. like sixty three year like uh right. you know i uh, i i'm going to send you bob i'm going to send you a photo of a, of a man that you've met a few times uh who mm-hmm. who looks 140 he's uh, a year older than me anyway uh you can never tell but uh, the woman i was sitting next to was either uh, 70 or 80 and uh she knows i'm in a band she was talking about travel etc uh, is it hard to go back to the United States all the time? And I said, uh, no, it's not, it's not bad. I, I'm very comfortable in that type of travel. I've, I'm a small dude. So planes don't really of, uh, offend me that much. Um, but you know, I would really love to do a local band that I could just play, uh, like a, a weekend a month and, and, uh, kind of, uh, you know, keep it, keep it contained to hear it. And, uh, she said, Oh yeah. She said, I used to follow the bands to, to shows and stuff, you know, like local shows we It was so nice. We, you know, some of them were very good. I said, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, she said some, you know, some only do covers. I said, you know, I would honestly love to do covers at this point in my life because I have an outlet where I get to do like very creative things. So I, and I just find a lot of joy in singing. And she says, you should. And I said, no, I don't really have it like that. And she says, how do you mean? And I said, "Well, my voice is objectively terrible." <laughs> and she said mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm. she said no. She's and I said, "No, yeah, yeah. I look, I understand where you would feel the need to jump out and say, "Hey, that's that's just, you know, of course that's how you get be good. You get to yourself." Yeah, right, right. I I understand to my friend. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I understand that. Um however, lady, you don't get it. Yeah, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn Italian right now. I cannot recreate any of the sounds. You know what I mean? And the reason is because I'm, I'm basically tone deaf. So, uh, the, the, uh, uh, I wish that I could do bar band stuff. It was just, this was just me adding to the fact that I think that being in one of those bands that does like, like, I I think cover bands kind of suck. Like when we're talking about or tribute bands, I think tribute bands are, uh, that's like a weird life, but I think, being right a when they're
2: like, I can't cut my hair because I still gotta look like Ringo is like ridiculous. <laughs> exactly, but I. Th- if you're in a band, you just want to fucking like the wall. I'm sure like the they don't dress up like Pink Floyd. They oh, just I, fucking. Oh, I don't you know. Can, you
1: know. I, I mean, I've I, there's,
2: there's Craig Finn from the Hold Steady. Mm-hmm. Their whole thing was like they were the world's best bar band. Mm-hmm. Accurate. You can do that. He doesn't sing.
1: Yeah, but the, so I'm not talking, I'm not, listen, I would love to be in a bar, bar b- band style band or a pub rock band or something like that. I would love that. But I'm talking about like the ability to like entertain yokels, you know what I mean? Like just entertain, like, like, uh. People just who do like minute oil covers, whatever. Right. Fucking People who have them. no tie to subculture at all. Like Max Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. No, not <laughs> Mac Sabbath. <laughs> like that does entertain yokels. But but what I'm saying is like uh like you know, it when uh, when a normal person goes to a bar and there's a band playing and they've been drinking enough to not be annoyed by a band playing which is a thing that I would be very annoyed by <laughs> if I went
2: someplace. You know, what do you want? I'm just trying to eat a fucking right. Come I'm on. trying to eat a taco in silence. And Come stop on, fucking <laughs> but,
1: but but let's say everybody's hammered and that's and and uh right you break
2: out like fuck you I won't do what you tell me and right. fucking <laughs> oh my you know, god
1: <laughs> so yeah I couldn't do that but I could I would like if I had a real voice, imagine just being the skinny white guy that could break into it like an Otis Redding song, and people actually go, mm. "That was really good." <laughs> you know what I mean? like, right,
2: like like when you first realized like Jack Black could sing. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. impressive. But the opposite.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's my that's the problem here. You know, what like I mean? Rick
2: Astley. You'd be the you want to be the the Rick Astley of twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd you know I would like to be able to do my shitty voice, uh, over f- occasionally familiar songs. You know what? Listen, uh, the, the wedding, Why not? S- the, when the wedding singer falls apart in the motion picture of the wedding singer, <laughs> that's that's what I want to do. That's me now. <laughs> where, my life is bottomed out. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, gentlemen, was there another topic that we wanted to hit or, 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 or is it late uh-huh. where you're at?
3: I think there's another topic, but we might need to save it for for next week because we we were ho- we're hot on it. I think we're hot on it.
2: Um, and I mean, the Spotify overlords. Uh, just give us the the. the it's just the night. Night. <laughs> Just get that. Uh, to wrap it up. Because... Yeah. Uh,
1: wait. Let's do this. Um, I'm oh, gonna, I had that one thing. I, I, we could... I'm gonna challenge you, fellas.
2: Mm.
1: Before our next episode, a good amount of hardcore came out this week. Mm. Let's yes. do it. Let's do it we'll listen to it and we'll talk about it. And because I've said it, even if we hate what we listen to, we will find a way to talk about
2: it. All right. We'll see. I'm going to create the list of this, the stuff that just came out. (laughs) We'll
1: see. Uh, Tom, did you want to save it for next time? Or you want to go in on what you want to go in on? What you got?
2: I mean, it's up to you guys, man. Hit it, hit it. Let's go. So, you know, there's been a large divide between, like, the old people and the young people in hardcore in the last, mm. you know, recent times. Mm. Um, and my experience, so I went to the Triple B Fest, Triple B Streets of Hate Days thing on Saturday. Right. Hell yeah. Um, You know, show was great. Soul Search was fucking dope. Fucking gutsy confusion, which is a band that I grew up, you know, going to see, even though they're not much older than me. But they were, like, the... Older band to us, um, you know, and there's this dude who I went to high school with, and I mean, he's legitimately been out of hardcore probably for 25 years. Yeah. And now he's back. And he, I saw him maybe, like, when did, remember when Mindforce did those, t- those two shows in one day at Vitus? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know I I have no was that last year was that 3 months ago mm-hmm. maybe I don't remember but it was those shows and he's there and I'm like wow weird good to see you man And uh, mind you, this is a guy, the last time I really got beat up at a show, he was involved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which I decided to tell all of my scary friends at the show yesterday. And they were like, that guy? I was like, I was 17. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, I could beat his ass now. And I'm like, and now I have friends that can really beat him up. So this is Uh, 25 year beef going. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was, I was like, I was trying to save a friend and I got jumped by six people. Like it was fine, like whatever. And uh, so this dude, you know, I don't know what's going on. If he's on some kind of hallucinogenic, if he's on drugs, if he's drinking, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he keep, he keeps coming back to me and like you're interrupting. you man. I, I, I know you're being sarcastic, but, but like, I was like having conversations with my friends, like people I hadn't seen in a while whatever. And like, he'd keep like, I got, I hate to, I hate to interrupt, but mm. dude, fucking this guy is fucking killing us. Whatever. So then he's like, <laughs> what, 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 what you, do you guys play anymore? Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I go uh huh he's like you guys did like a big show right like recently I go so now I'm like fuck this dude I go yeah, yeah you know,
1: you are so you are so easy to provoke that shit listen that's just some fucking you know that's a brooklyn redneck right there who uh, is outside of things He didn't mean any insult by that come on no
2: no nah, no but i mean i but like you know like you're on my turf now <laughs>
1: okay mm-hmm. sorry i didn't know it was the sharks and the jets go on Hey,
2: baby. Yo, man. You know what? Like, if you want to be about hardcore, you know, the internet exists. Mm-hmm. This dude went to high school with all of us, was in a band with one of the dudes from Indecision. You follow somebody that talked about our show. Like, don't act. So he was like, You played like a, a show, like a big show recently. And so I was just like, Yeah, which one? Yeah. <laughs> I go, Sold out Biohazard Show, Sold out Girl Biscuit Show, Sold Out Integrity Show. I was like, It's been, we've had a good run. So he's like, Going But He's like, So do you guys like play anymore? And I go, Yeah. And he's like, like, what? I go, when something fun comes along. He's like, because now he's he's been like a rave DJ for 25 years. On the track. He's like, yeah, I do like the same thing. I go, no. He's like, you know, if they offer me like a thousand bucks, I'll consider it. I go, oh, we don't, no, 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 no. I was like, that's not uh, in the real, you know. The calculus for us, I'm like, it's mostly like if it's fun and if it's like something cool that we want to be able to say we did or like we got to experience. I'm like, it's not like you could offer me five thousand dollars to play a fucking bar down the street. I'm not, we're not going to do it. Yeah, it's going to be because we want to play a fucking show with whomever, whatever. So he's like, yo, have you heard this band, Mind Force? And I was like, Ooh. I want you to get out of my face so fucking badly <laughs> that like I would give people behind me, behind him, like the eyes, like like save me. <sighs> I've never gotten punished. And so my whole thing was like, I would rather have 10 kids, young people come up to me and be like, Hey grandpa, explain negative approach or minor threat to me. <laughs> and I have some dude who hasn't been involved in 20 plus years, look at him 20 years, even though it was probably 25, come back and just try to slide in. Like everything's cool. I'd rather have a bunch of young kids that have to f- try to figure it out. And not try to take over and kind of re, reset the rules of hardcore, but like to kind of come in and be like, I would rather have 10 Wilsons than one William.
3: Mm. Yo, shout What's out. That? Shout out to Wilson.
2: I mean, I'd rather, you know, like it was just, the, it was such a terrible experience. I mean, also, this dude just kept coming back and being, and I'm like, now yeah, totally, bro. Like, you know, I was like, I didn't know. I'm like, I need you to get the fuck away from me. And everyone, I, I was like, the last time I got beat up at a show was that guy. And like, which I just thought was funny. And people were like, do you want us to, I'm like, it happened literally in 1995 or 1994. I'm like, I've gotten over it. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But, like, I'm not going to be like, you know what? My,
1: matter of fact, yeah, can you
2: just get him back for me?
1: No, I mean, come on, you'd be deranged if unless unless he like uh, give you a like a, a lingering head injury, you, you'd be you'd be no, deranged. To do no. that. But
2: I, <coughs> it would be pretty funny if I was like, you
1: yeah, know what, get him. Yeah, it would be
2: funny. Bring him in the backyard, <laughs> it, <laughs> it
1: would be funny. Okay. Okay. you know
2: what? All right. it okay. would be pretty hilarious. to be like, yo, remember that time so and so had beef with us in nineteen
1: ninety four? Yeah, I got him, baby. <laughs>
2: Uh, got I, them
1: I, them long are, bro. So I'm, I in a, got I'm in a different, sp- I'm in a different space. I, I, I would love to see literally anybody from high school, even people I fucking hate. <laughs> Yo, high school sucked. Oh, I had a great time. Uh, there were, I went to an all boys Catholic
2: high school and there was like eight people that were alternative.
1: Yeah. I mean, there wasn't very much alternative in, in my school, but, uh, there's just something to me about shared history that I I, I really enjoy. Like
2: uh, we don't share a history. I went to I happen to live in the same neighborhood as you and go to a school that you went to. Uh, I, went,
3: I went to Brick Memorial. We moshed in the hallways, and I got two superlatives as a senior. So,
2: so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, the people that I like from my high school are in a band with me.
1: All right, all right.
2: I did. I just but I would take a young person just trying to learn over someone who's like. Yeah, but I, I was around in 1985, uh, 1994. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't get credit for a time that you weren't around. <laughs> not at That's all. like when you when you see these bands that go, 30th anniversary. I'm like, you didn't play for 20 of those years. Listen. first
3: yeah, time, time served, right?
2: You got to be in the game. You got to be You in. know what I'm saying? like, You could have been an OG and you, you went to shows in 82 and 83 and then stopped going for 40 years. You don't get the same credit that someone like Bob or Pat or me get for being around nonstop for twenty five. Yeah, but look, 30. that
1: that dude had uh, raves to attend, so I, I think you got to get off his dick. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not bothered by this sort of thing. Uh, I think it's fun when somebody like, look, Drug Church has.
2: No, I love people coming back. Like, don't get me yes. wrong. I love people that come back that are like that have used this podcast as a jumping off point that they go, I listen to new stuff and it's fucking great. I'm so glad I'm back. That I think that's fucking awesome. I, I have no problem with people kind of, be, you know, finding their way back to hardcore. Cause it's fucking great. I'm not going to, you know, but someone like this dude who I also have like my own fucking feelings about that, like him coming back and being like,
1: you guys still a thing? Like, what do you <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always, that's an annoying thing to ask.
2: Period. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, or annoying. like, have you heard this band? I'm like, Yeah, B. I've heard all the bands. I (laughs) have.
1: Yeah. Look, I I get it. I but I'm just saying, my experience in drug church versus versus my experience in self defense. Self defense is uh, for the heads. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no casuals in what I do, (laughs) and drug church is a more accessible sound and has put in my life like a lot of very casual music fans, like people that I would never I- interact with otherwise. Right. And I appreciate them. I'm, I'm not mad at somebody that's like, like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I haven't been around for 38 years. I, uh, you know, I had that thing to do and you're like, what,
2: what yeah, I did. I started doing designer drugs in 1996.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that. It. I don't mind that person. Fuck it.
2: Stay the fuck out. <laughs>
1: You know what? I'm thinking like a business person. I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, you know, t- Rush, like their money's green, they'll buy it dollars <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He needs that money, drug, church
2: money. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, whenever he does that, he sounds like the end of Vegas Vacation when Sid Caesar has the heart attack. I got the money so, when he has the fucking heart attack at the fucking in the in the casino. You sound like Sid Caesar, and I sound like I'm 97
1: years old. So I still have never seen the movie because I think it's uh, an insult to the Vacation uh, uh, line of films. However, uh, it's a second one or a third. One. It's great. It, it so it is. Uh, the f- it's the fourth one and there's two, two uh, even though they've replaced uh the, the kids in each movie, I still think it's a bridge too far, but, but uh, I do really enjoy the no corrective lenses today, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> I do. Think, I, do th- I just know that line because my bandmates use it all the time. So I had to go look it up on, on YouTube <laughs> and, the No corrective lenses tonight. Mr. Papa Giorgio is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Because even Embry
2: has a fake ID that makes him Nick Papa Giorgio, and he wins yes. all these cards. Yes. That's
1: the thing. I get it. Thank you. I, I'm just no problem.
2: Saying. I want to explain it to you because you only watched a 30-second clip on YouTube, and I wanted to give you the, <laughs> the context. <though.
1: laughs> uh, how good a name is Mr. Papa Giorgio?
2: <laughs> Nick Papa Giorgio from
1: Yuma? Are you fucking kidding me? It's make <laughs> it's very good. Um, uh, I think Denunzio is such a good last name. Can we agree on I that? I definitely went to high school Perfect. with
2: like a Joey Denunzio, Perfect
1: of course. They <laughs> <name.
2: laughs> like got that
1: like rolls
2: off the tongue alliteration, like the nun. It's great. Uh, it's yeah, great.
3: you need to get a Denunzio in uh, self defense family. You got yeah. space.
1: You know what? I'll do what I can.
3: Little Italian music. Let's go.